Amen. Amen. You believe in God for some great things. If you're not, get started. Get, get, get a dream that's God-worthy. You know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, we, we start getting beat up a little bit. And, and, you know, life happens. Right? Come on. You, you know, challenges and circumstances and situations that are bigger than us, they, they always show up. If you're walking with God, God always leads you into battles you couldn't possibly win. You know, he, he leads you into situations and with problems you couldn't possibly solve and, and, and circumstances you couldn't possibly afford. Why? Well, because he's, he's not just counting on you. He's coming with you. Right? You're not on your own. I said, you're not on your own. You're not on your own. I mean, you just need to get that revelation that right now you're not on your own. Well, where does it say that in the book? All over. Psalms 118 verse 6 says, uh, the Lord is on my side. I will not be afraid. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. If you don't like that one, verse 7 in Amplified says, The Lord is on my side. Just go, I'm telling you, all through the book, it tells us that God's with us. And that, that he, He's for us. If God be for us, who cares who's against us? And, and, and you, you just need, you need to embrace that reality so that you can have a dream that's God-worthy. You know, man, just making it through this week, that's not really a God dream. <laughs> That's a survival dream. And we don't want you to survive. We want you to thrive. We want you to, we want you to have God life. God life is, is what Jesus came to reconnect us to. We were, we were separated from that. Sin separated us from that. But, but Jesus took care of all of that. And, and, and he's reconnected us. And now we have God life. Life as God has it. It's, uh, you know, it's more life than death. More hope than sorrow. More joy than chaos. You know, more, more provision than lack. More healing than sickness. We, we've got that life. God wants you to have that life. And he wants you to dream a dream that, that's, that's God worthy. Man, that, that, that you are, that you understand that, that you're gifted, you're equipped, you're qualified, you're anointed of God, and you can do great things that are going to bring Him glory in your life. You know, and, and, and you, 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 know, I, you know, I'm not telling you that, that you have to, you know, sell out and move to India and, and, and do all, you know, whatever. They have enough problems of their own. You, you, can, you, can, uh, you can bring glory to God right where you are. That most of, most of the time, God's got us exactly where He needs us. But he, he, just, he just wants us to, to have and enjoy life in abundance to the full, till the overflow. He wants us to, to, to experience what it is to live a life that, that demonstrates Satan's defeat. That we have the ability to absolutely humiliate hell. Right here in Tri-Cities, Washington. Amen? And I'm telling you that, that, that God's dream for you and His plan for you is, is an amazing life. And you, you're lucky to be the guy living it. Hello? You, you know, and you, you just got to get this confidence. You, you know, Hebrews 10, 35. Don't throw away your confidence. For it will be richly rewarded. Don't throw away your confidence. That's what the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to, to, to use life's circumstances and situations to get you to, to, to let go of that confidence because confidence takes you down one path. But when you lose your confidence, it kind of makes you, it forces you to go down a different path. And you end up on a path that's separated from the end that God declared over your beginning. And, and, and the enemy doesn't want you to, to use your confidence because you, your confidence is where your strength is at. And, and if, if he can cause you to become disappointed, he can separate you from the power position that God's called you to walk in. You know, the word disappoint, it's the prefix dis means to push down or press out of. 
And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to use circumstances in life to push you out of your appointment. Your appointment is where your authority's at. It's where the anointing's at. It's where the power's at. You know, think about the, the, the office of the president. That's an appointed office. And in his office, he has an insane amount of power. Outside of the office, he's just a guy like everybody else. But in that appointment, he's got great power. In your appointment, you have great authority, great power. That's why the enemy would love to get you disappointed with your spouse. Now you don't have the authority to agree with your spouse. And we know that if any two agree together on anything, that whatsoever they ask shall be done in heaven. You know, so he's trying to get you outside of that appointment. If you become disappointed in your kids or disappointed, think about that. If you become disappointed with your children, you don't have the power to speak into their life like a mother or a father really has. So the enemy is just trying to, he's trying to get you to let go of your confidence so that you become disappointed, that you won't have your power. Whatever the dream is for you, for, for the church, for, for the community, for your company, whatever the dream is, if, if, if the enemy can get you to let go of your confidence, he separates you from the reward. Oh, come on. We're doing good this morning. You, you, you know, uh, the deal is the deal is, is that God's got a plan and he needs you to get into agreement with that plan so that you can walk all the way to the end and, and, and experience the fulfillment of that plan. And. Hell is just doing everything it can to cause us to, uh, you know, King James says, cast away our confidence. Just cast away your confidence. And, and, and then, uh, you know, and that starts showing up when, when our dream is no longer God worthy. When our dream is, oh, my God, just get me out of here. Hello, somebody. You know, when your dream shifts from, from uh, uh, living in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place to, oh, I can't wait till this thing is over. You know that you're losing your confidence. Uh, and, and the thing of it is, is that when, when, you start, when you start living disappointed, you end up praying prayers that are not fueled by faith. You, you pray prayers that are, that are fueled by frustration. Instead of agreeing with God and going into the presence of God and with God's word and getting into agreement with God on that word, you go into the presence of God and beg him for stuff that's not according to his plan. Then you wonder why. And, you know, think about it. The enemy, he's pretty sharp because if he can get you praying that way, all of a sudden, now, now your prayers aren't even effective. And now you think God's even turned against you. Well, God's not against you. God's for you. He's, he's, I said God's for you. I said God's for you. You might be right in the middle of a hellacious situation this morning, but let me just tell you something. God's for you. God is for you. Look at your neighbor and tell him God is for you. You know, what, what we want to help you do, what, what we're believing God for, is that we're all going to have the ability to live a life that can, that can be explained only by the existence of a God who is infinitely great. Let me say that again. We, we want you to live a life that can be explained only by the existence of a God that is infinitely great. We want when people to look at our lives and say, God is alive. Man, that, that, that was God. That was God. We want to be a church that, that at the end of the day that we pull off some stuff that, that, that demanded God's participation. That, man, that had, that had to be God. God. God was in that thing. And, and, and I, I just want to, I want to break down your theology a little bit today and, and uh, just bring it very, very simple. And, and, and just a couple of points about God that you, need to, that you just need to embrace, that you need to understand, wrap your mind around this, these truths, and, and just think about uh, these two things all week long. And, and in Psalm 62, 11 and 12, 
He said, one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. God, you are strong. God, you are strong. God, you are strong. You, you know, God is great. He has great power, great strength. Power belongs to him. Look at verse 12. And that you, O oh Lord, are loving. You need to under, if you can understand these two things about God, I'm telling you, you can change your entire life. God is, God is great, and God is good. Okay, God, God is great. There's nothing too difficult for your God. No situation too big for our God. There's no problem that you have that, that, that causes God's power to, to, to be dwarfed. No, God can handle your situation. And God is good. His plan for you is good. His purpose for you is good. His dream for you is good. When he thinks about you, his thoughts for you are good. God is great and God is good. You say that too much, you guys think we're going to have a meal. God is great. God is good. Lord, we thank you for our food. Now, I don't care what you say, that does not rhyme. <laughs> but if you think about it, you know, you, you can buy books that are over 2,000 pages long that, 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 break, that kind of un, uh, try to, you know, bring an understanding of, of, of God. We're never really going to fully understand God, you know, because he's, he's just that awesome, that big. But, but, the reality, but it really boils down to this reality that he's, he's great. He's all powerful and he's good. Nothing is too difficult for our God. Nothing. 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 I mean, maybe we ought to change our prayer life just a little bit. Come on. Instead of, instead of praying these, these little prayers, you know, a lot of us, we pray, we pray prayers we can answer ourselves. You, you, you know, God, just help me. Oh, help yourself. You know, just just uh, just pray that we all have a good day. That's your choice. You know, you, you can just decide when you before you get out of bed. I'm gonna have a great day. I want to demonstrate Satan's defeat today. How? I'm getting out of bed. For some of us, victory is only one roll away. <laughs> you know, just just get up. Come on, you can do it. Start praying some faith-fueled prayers. I mean, what would happen if we tapped into the presence of God long enough to hear Him begin to describe to us what He's really going to do in our life? If we didn't let circumstances become the fences that hold us in. You know, we just started living large for God and believing Him for big things and, and, and living according to the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Look at Joshua chapter 1, and God's really been speaking to us lately through this chapter and, or through this book, and I'd encourage you to read the whole thing this week. You know, go, go just find some time, read this story. It's an amazing story, but uh, we'll just start reading. We'll read about 10, 11 verses here. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, he said, Moses, my servant is dead, so you and all these people get ready. Get ready. Can I just say something to you guys this morning? Get ready. Get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, Get ready. You know, the reason a lot of people don't have a lot of breakthrough in their lives is because they, they refuse to get ready. You've got to position yourself. You, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, get ready to, to cross the river into the land I'm about to give them. And verse 3, here we go. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Any place you're willing to put your foot down, God said, I'll give that to you. But you've got to be willing to put your foot down. 
Verse 4, he said, uh, your territory is going to extend. God, God wants to enlarge your borders. Come on, he, he wants to make you bigger. And, and I'm going to give you all of this country and the Hittite country and to the great sea on the west. Verse 5, nobody's going to be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Listen, if God will do this for one guy, he'll do it for you. Nobody's going to be able to stand against you. There's nobody that's going to prevent God's purpose in your life. There's nobody. He said, as I was with Moses, that's how I'm going to be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. Where I'm taking you is going to take strength and going to take courage. So you're going to lead people and to inherit land I swore to their forefathers. Can I just submit to you that the way that you live your life is going to set somebody else up for their victory? Okay, so I mean, be strong and courageous because you're going to be leading others to inherit promises I've given to them. They're looking at your life and going to say, "Okay, so God does what he says. Look at verse seven. If verse six isn't good enough, be strong and very courageous. Then why? It's going to get scary. Be careful to obey all the law my servant gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left. Quit making excuses for your crazy lifestyle and start living right. No, I got two amens out of that. Quit living the way you want. Live God's way. Oh, here we go. He's going to start telling us how to live now. You know, uh, I'm not going to tell you how to live. The Word of God tells you how to live. And when you start thinking you're smarter than God, you're an idiot. Hello, somebody. You know, that's part of the, that's, that's a very big problem in our current society. Is that uh, we think we're smarter than God. We, we, we look at, we, you know, we, we have a tendency to, to look at the Bible and say, well, that's old fashioned. You know, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the TV show that's kind of popular right now? Modern Family. Modern Family. And it's, it's, it's uh, oh, that, that's really funny. It's also a depiction of everything wrong. I wish I had a bulletproof pulpit. I'm going to get one of those someday. Uh, what the, the Bible says, uh, the Bible, okay, modern family. The Bible says, remember the ancient ways which lead to paths of rest. You don't need, you don't need a modern family. You need an ancient one. Hello, somebody. Okay, back on, back on here. He said, be strong and courageous and obey... Don't turn to the right or the left so that you can have success wherever you go. Verse 8, we know this when this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you're going to meditate day and night, good times, bad times. Don't ever get caught without God's word in your mouth. So that everything is there, you can do it, and then you'll be prosperous. Then you're going to have great success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Doesn't, doesn't it sound like a parent talking to a kid? Keeps repeating the important line. Come on, how many of you guys had kids and, and when you were telling them what to do, you know you had to tell them like multiple times? Huh? Okay, be strong and courageous. Okay, okay, now be very strong and very courageous. Okay, I want you to clean your room. Be strong and very, very courageous. It's kind of cool. This week, one of, one, our youngest just had his birthday. Hallelujah. We have no more teenagers. Thank you, Jesus. No more teenagers in the house. I'm telling you, it's possible. Just keep pressing in. You'll, one day you'll have peace. S- someday, someday they're going to be grown and married. 
You know what that means? When they're grown and married, Shelby and I will be called wealthy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> A friend of mine told me last week because I, I was uh, last weekend I was uh, I spoke at a at a conference called Guts and it was a men's conference. Forty nine churches represented over four hundred men. It was amazing. And uh, but he was uh, my friend Craig. He's got grandkids and he's all you know showing me all these pictures of his grandkids and, and he could tell I I could care less. <laughs> and uh, he goes someday you'll understand grandchildren are your reward for not killing your own children. <laughs> so. I'll try to try to remember that long enough to have some. Uh, get back on here. <laughs> have I not commanded you? Be strong. Okay. And very courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose your confidence. For the Lord's going to be with you wherever you go. Look at verse 10. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people and look what he said. Go through the camp and tell the people, get ready. Get ready. In a couple of days, you're going to cross the Jordan and you're going to go in and take possession of the land your God is giving you for your own. I want to challenge you this morning. Get yourself ready. God's going to take you into a place and He's going to give you what belongs to you. He's going to give you the production of His promise. He's going to bring you to a place where you can finally see the, 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 you know, the stuff becoming a reality, the things that you've hoped for becoming uh, uh, tangible and in your hand. He's taking you to a place where peace is going to be in your house and it's not going to be a poem on the fridge, but it's going to be, it's going to be a characteristic of your home. He's, he's, he's bringing you into a place where you're going to have a reality of the promises of God in your life. Stuff that you've been believing for is going to come to pass. So, so get, get, yourself re- get yourself ready. Don't throw away your confidence now. Don't lose hope now. Don't, don't lose your grip now. Ever, ever been around one of those dogs? You know, it's kind, kind of like a pit bull, you know, the, the, and you got the rope and the ball on the end and they get a hold of it and you can, and you can pull them and they, and they hang on. And you can start swinging, the, swinging it and, and they're, pretty soon their hind feet are out behind them. And, and, you know, and they're just spinning around the room. And, and, and if they happen to let go then, splat! Some of you guys, you know, you feel like, okay, that's, that's what life is doing to you right now. You, you don't even have your feet on the ground. Well, don't let go of your confidence now. You know, it might be a little bit weird right now, but don't, don't let go now. Because if you can just hang on, I'm telling you, the reward is coming. Well, how do, how do I get myself ready? You, 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 you continue to develop your faith, your confidence, continue to grow at faith. It, you know, it's like a muscle. You, you, you might not, you, you know, confidence might be waning. So pump it up. Don't, don't lose it. Use it. Use it. Use your confidence. Don't let go now. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let go. Hear the word, speak the word, and do the word. That's all you got to do. Hear the word, speak the word, and do the word. See, I think a lot of people want to trust God to accomplish impossible things in their life. But there's a difference between wanting to trust God to accomplish impossible things and being able to trust God to do impossible things. I want to believe God for this, but am I able to believe God for that? Well, it's totally up to you, and, and, and it's a level of development that you've given to grow in your inner man. 
you, you, you need to know where you stand. You, you know, it's kind of like going into the gym. You don't go into the gym and, and, and lay down on the bench. It's your first time in there and, and load 315 pounds on the bar and say, hand her to me. Be kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> but you end up hurting yourself. Right, and a lot, of, a lot of times, you know what happens to believers is they step out in realms that they have not prepared for. And they end up hurting themselves. Just because they haven't developed, they haven't developed it. You know, uh, I, I've been in church my whole life and been around faith stuff my whole life. And, and I'm a faith guy. I, I believe in the Word of God. But a lot of the faith stuff that, that, that we have a tendency to lean towards is uh, kind of out there a little bit because it's not really word-based. It's fantasy-driven. And you can believe God for some crazy stuff, but you better be ready. Because the more you believe God for it, the greater the level of opposition is going to come to you. Hello, somebody. Hey, just because you got the word backing you up don't mean the devil's going to run off. No, he's going he's to come find out how ready you are. And so, you, you know, you need to be equipped. Man, there, there, there are some things that we've been believing God for, and, and the team here at the church has been working on for years. And we've never really brought it right to the front. Why? Well, because it would just destroy some people. You know, this is what we're believing God for. It's like taking 315 pounds and just giving it to you all at once. Just wham! And, and we, we're trying to get everybody ready, trying to believe God. And, 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 and I also got to tell you, this is a lot easier for me to get together with a handful of guys and say, this is what I'm believing God for. And, and uh, let's just begin to pray quietly and don't, don't ever tell anybody. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to come in front of the congregation and say, okay, here's what we're believing God for. Because now a whole bunch of other lives are on the line and, and their belief systems are on the line. And, and they, you know, and, and it's kind of scary. So what God's having us do. And today, to, you know what, T- today we're going to share some stuff with you that, 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 that I'm telling you what, man, this is, this is an amazing thing that we're getting ready to believe God for. We're going to ask God for some crazy stuff. But he's already shown himself crazy good. Huh? I said he's already shown himself crazy. He, he's a, God is great. God is good. Lord, we thank you for our food. No, God is great. God is good. Look at your neighbor and say, God is great. Look back the other way and say, God is good. Amen. God's word is alive. It's powerful. And praying impossible prayers can take you all kinds of places, but it will never take you away from the word of God. I just, I just want to share this with you real quick. And, and if you're writing stuff down, you might want to write this down. Hearing the word initiates faith. Remember Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Speaking the word activates faith. So not only do you need to hear the word, but you need to speak the word. But then comes the part of doing the word, which demonstrates faith. I think a lot of us miss it here because we're expecting God to do all kinds of stuff. God's going to meet you, but you're going to have to get involved. Hello, somebody. I said, you're going to have to get involved. In order to demonstrate Satan's defeat and live a, live a life of just crazy, audacious faith, you know, in order for it to be more than a concept and actually become a permanent part of our character, we've got to start out and we've just got to press in and we've got to make it sure that we're doing it every single day. That we're taking steps and we can take steps together. 
And we're going we're, we're gonna to take some steps together. Right now, the usher is going to come. They're going to pass out a card. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy for me to do this at this point in the service because last night I passed out the card and people started reading the card. They quit listening to me altogether. Yeah, and so this will be very interesting. But they're going to pass this out. And what, what, what we want you to know is that uh, today, we want to invite you today at 3 o'clock. What we're going to do, we have uh, located a piece of property that we believe that God has asked us to ask Him for. And it has an existing building on it. And there's about 30,000 square feet there. And it's very, uh, you know, what happened is dur- during the prayer, when we started the year uh, praying and fasting, we were, we were praying for direction. How many of you remember that? Anybody do that? Hold your hand up if you did that. Look around the room. Here's the problem. When you pray and ask God for something, He does it. And then He expects you to walk it out. It's kind of one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the downfalls of prayer is that when God answers, He actually expects you to obey. <coughs> that can be a bummer. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I had left the church during, during that season of prayer, and I had gone over to a place, picked up a cup of decaf coffee, and, uh, uh, and, and I was headed back, and I didn't want to be back to the church that soon, so I wandered around some streets and pulled into a parking lot, had a nice little uh, sidewalk, and then I'm going to get out and walk and pray, because we're asking God for direction, and I'm praying, and, and I said, God, we're looking for direction. He says, okay, I'm giving it to you, and I said, great, no, I, but I need direction, Lord, and he says, okay, I'm giving it to you right now. Right now, I'm giving you direction. Thank you, Jesus, no, I, but I... But Lord, I need direction. I'm walking around this building, and, and I noticed that I, I got around to the back side of this building, and there was this uh, outdoor patio, uh, you know, large thing. And it's something that we have been talking about for years that when we build our building, that we want to have an outdoor thing. And as I walked around there, I was looking at that going, Good Lord, that looks exactly like the thing that we've always talked about, doesn't it? Look at that. God, give me direction. He said, I'm giving you some, you idiot. And, and I'm like, that's really not, I want that, I want that. See God, see that, I want that on the building. When, when we build a building, I want that. And God said, God, you're dumb. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a genius at people. And I walked around a building for a few times and, and, and just kept felt, feeling something. And, and then I started looking in the windows. Thinking, huh, this would be kind of cool. You know, something like this. We need to build something like this. And God's like. <sighs> you know, it's like he's going to give me ball peen adjustment or something. <laughs> and uh, the sign on the building, the building is for sale. And the guy that had it listed is the guy that has our property up, up here in Southridge. And so I thought, well, that's convenient. So I called him up and he said, you know, I'm not very far from there. Why don't you meet me in a little bit? And so I called Al up. Al's one of the trustees. And I called Al up. Never forget what Al said. Al said, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you remember saying that? You don't? You said that's exactly what you said. What are you doing? Cuz I said, "Al, could you meet me? I want to walk through a building." What are you doing? <laughs> I said, "I don't know. What are you doing?" I'm going to walk through a building. And we got in there and we started walking around. We called Todd up and we got you know different things and we started doing stuff and we were going through this thing and you know, wow. See, our lease here ends in September. And we have property that we'd like to sell. So that, you know, that we have property we thought we were going to build on. And then all of a sudden things, you know, it's like God starts saying, if you let me, I'll lead you. I'll lead you. Well, what do we need to acquire this property? Miracles. That's his part. Come on, guys. And just, you know, that's his part. What do you want us to do? I want you to, I want you to ask me for it. 
And I said, okay, I'm going to start asking you for it. So I started asking him for it and started asking other guys to ask him for it. And then he said, I want you to take the people, all, all the people, every, anybody who wants to, I want you to go over there and ask me for it. And I'm like, take who? I want you to take these people over. I want you to, want you to walk around that thing. And if the snow's not too deep, we're going to kneel down right there on the patio. We're going to dedicate somebody else's property to God. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, we should probably let the people know. I called them up and said, hey, I'm going to take some people over there in a week or so, and we're going to walk around the property, have a prayer walk, and claim that. And you're going to do what? You heard me. <laughs> well, well, is it ours? By faith, it's ours. We're, we're believing God. We're calling it done. How's it going to happen? I don't have a clue. You know, I, I got ways in my brain I could probably figure it out how to connect the dots. And, 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 you, and, and let me just tell you something. At the end of this thing, that, that, <laughs> when we're done, it will, be a, it will be God did that. Now, I don't, want, I don't mean to belittle the guys. You know, Al Ochoa, one of, our, one of the great guys, on, uh, he's one of our trustees. Wave, Al. Everybody see Al. Over. Al is a genius. Okay, Al's smart. Al, uh, if, you, if you spend time with Al, you're going to hear these words sooner or later. Prudence and wisdom. Al's been very good for me because I've always just been, you know, like shoot from the hip. Al took away my bullets. So it's like, click. It's still fun to do. Okay. No, we've got to slow down here. We gotta, you know. and, and as a body, we have, we have great financial health. Okay, we we don't owe anybody anything. We're we're everything's cool, you know. And and uh, but uh, Al has really helped. Me. He, he's really smart. I'm not trying to belittle th- their business acumen. You know, Dr. Tim Chin's one of our trustees. He's he's man, the guy's sharp. You know, we put Todd on there to help balance things out. But uh, you know, <laughs> Todd Todd's a great businessman. Got got. <laughs> that was kind of funny right there, wasn't it, Todd? <laughs> he just didn't think it was that funny. But uh. But I did. Don't lose your confidence now, man. You're swinging around the room. Don't let go. Todd's built a business from the ground up, and it's very successful and employs a lot of guys, and, and he's doing great things for God. And these guys are sharp, but yet this thing is bigger than we are. I just want to tell you this. This thing's bigger than we are. And so we're going we're gonna to believe God, and we're going to march around that sucker today at 3 o'clock, and we're, we're just going to at least dedicate it to God. Well, this seems weird. Yeah, it does. The only thing that's, that's not weird about it is, you know, some of us have been doing it for a while now, and we can just sense. I had, I had a, 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 some pastors from out of, out of the uh, city, you know, that, that came to town this week, and, and uh, we had some meetings here. And, and uh, uh, you know, we, it was a group of pastors all over the state of Washington that pray together. And, and as they were, when they were getting ready to leave, they said, hey, uh, drive, us, drive us over there. Let's go over there. And we pulled onto the property, and they got out, and, and they said, you know what? We, we can tell God is in this. We can feel God. So we're just going to believe God. We're not going to let go of our confidence. And, and, and this morning, real quick, uh, I just want to give you just some keys to pray in faith-fueled prayer. Because we're going to ask you to join us at 3 o'clock today as we march around that place. And as we kneel down and dedicate it to God, we want to pray faith-fueled prayers. But I want you praying that way in your life and in your home, too. And, and so I just, want to, I, just, I just want to give you some keys, five keys real quick. Number one. Activate your faith. You know, you have to reject passivity and fear. You have to just say, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid. I'm, and I'm no longer going to be just passive and sit here and do nothing. 
You have to be willing to seize opportunities that God gives you because, and based on this, that you know God is good and you know God is strong. And so you got to activate your faith and agree with God that His purpose for your life is going to bring Him honor and glory. Remember Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That don't be afraid means, man, it can be scary sometimes trusting God. But don't be discouraged. Don't, don't let a setback say, well, I guess it wasn't God. If you've heard from God, stand your ground. And if you got a word from God, never get off that word. Keep quoting that word. Keep quoting that word. You have no idea how many times in, in the last few months I've driven over to that property and got out and, and quoted Psalm 68, 11. God gave the word and a great army brought the good news. God, you gave the word. You said, ask for this and you're going to bring a great army. It's going to bring the good news out of this place. Number two, go with confidence before God. Don't go in before God with timidity, but come boldly and build your case. And by that, I mean, remind him of things that he's done in the past. God, you led these people right up, right up to, 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 the, to the river and, and then you split it. And you led these people right up to the city and, and you delivered it. And, and you, you directed the steps of these people and, and you did it. So God, direct my steps and, and help me make it happen for you. You're a good God and you're a great God and, and, and I will not lose my confidence. First John five fourteen. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have the petition that we requested of him. I'm not going to lose my confidence, but I'm going to stand here and, and believe with confidence that you're going to do what you what you said. And the third key is, is to ask specifically what is humanly impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. All you're doing is choosing to see your situation from His perspective. Quit looking at it from your perspective. Man, this looks impossible. But, but, but see it from His perspective. Luke one thirty seven says, With God, nothing will be impossible. Mark 9.23, Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Number four, advance towards the answer. Start moving. Start, get involved. Be willing to be an active participant in the answer of your prayer. You know, we, we believe in push prayers. Push, P-U-S-H. Push, pray until something happens. Don't ever stop praying. But you've got to start moving. You know, you, you, you're praying that God helps you lose 25 pounds. Move away from the donut. You're praying that God gives you financial freedom. Cut up the credit card. Participate. You're praying that there's peace in your house. Keep your mouth shut. You know, participate. 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 Move yourself towards the answer. And, and you know, and, and you're, you're praying specific prayers, you know, so that you kind of know what steps to take so that you're in agreement with it. Hello. Corresponding action. Number five. Give God all the glory. You know, when God does the impossible, don't, don't try to take the credit for it. What God has done among us is so awesome. Nobody else could be blamed for it. 
So we want to give him the glory. I love Isaiah 25 one. It says, Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, even purposes planned of old and fulfilled in faithfulness and truth. You are my God and I will exalt you. I will exalt you. You know, we're, we're praying for things that are outside our own ability. But not outside our ability to believe God for. And, you know, you might not pray that God causes your welding fabrication business to be five times the size of Apollo. But you can have faith that God's going to use your fabrication business to impact the lives of hundreds of people. And that all your employees are going to walk in a level of prosperity that they've never dreamed of before. You might not pray that you, uh, you know, that you own five dealerships, but you can pray. You might have faith to pray that I'm the top salesman in the Pacific Northwest and that every person that leaves the lot in the car that I've sold them has at least experienced the presence of Jesus in their life and had an opportunity for prayer. You, you, you might not pray, you know, this great big audacious thing that, that you, you know, your home computer business is bigger than Apple, but you can pray, God, use our company to bring you glory and that every person we talk to recognizes that there's something different about us than anybody else. We, we, we're not going to pray that, you know, that, that we have 10,000 members, but we can pray, God, you know that piece of property that you've said is ours? We're, gonna, we're, we're just going to claim it for you today. And we know that you're going to give it and we know that you're going to respond and we know that, that, Father, that there's coming a time just down the road that we're going to meet in that place and that we're going to have a 500-seat sanctuary. And we're, we're going to have a place where a great army can be raised up and sent out and bring in the good news and that, that, that you have positioned us to impact the lives of thousands of people in this region. God, we, we, we agree with that. Amen? Amen? Come on, give him one more praise this morning. He's worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. And, and we're going to pray a prayer before we leave here today and, and uh, before we go any farther. And, and